0: Uh, the lights green okay we'll try that again good morning my name is Scott Lawler I'm one of the elders here at Hope Church and want to go over a few announcements our pastor Tom and his wife Kathy are up in Dallas this weekend uh, he got the privilege of performing a wedding for his only sister her son and you're stuck with me uh, in your bulletins, there is a card here and that you fill it out every time, Esther, I love it. And this card is here if you have any prayer requests or if you are new, if you fill it out, put it in the bucket in the back, we'll reach out to you in an unthreatening way. And as far as prayers, we love to pray for you. It's something the elder and the prayer team does. Every week, we love to hear the prayers of God's people. As far as announcements here, coming up, Reboot. Jack, can you wave your hand so people know who you are? We have Reboot that is starting here in September. We have two Reboot classes. The first that is meeting, and make sure I get this right, Jack, on Tuesday is Reboot that is open to everyone and that starts on Tuesday, September 6th. And then we have Reboot that starts on September 10th on a Saturday, that is strictly for veterans. And it's for veterans and their wives, also those currently, or husbands, depending, spouses. And you don't have to be a veteran, you can be still actively serving, but it's an opportunity for you to get together and talk through some of the pressures some of the stress stresses out there for those individuals that have had to deal with the high stress of military for those of you that want to attend it on the Tuesday class life is full of stressors you don't have to be just in the military we've gone through COVID there's so many things happening in our lives if you Feel this would be an opportunity for you definitely reach out to Jack and he will be there for you in addition as we move forward you will see that there are sermon series coming up Uh, Tom will be back for the Labor Day weekend he will preach and then he will be out of town the following two weeks and both uh, Mark True and Joe will be uh, preaching I just got the misfortune of going first. All right, at this time, can we have all of the important people come forward? One more. There we go. How are you guys doing? For those of you that are in school, is everyone back now? Yeah. How's it going? Good. All right. So I want to ask you guys a question. Have you ever told anyone that you were gonna do something and then you didn't do it? Oh, okay. I yeah. Do it. <laughs> I, I do this. I, I think I pro- if you ask my wife, I probably do it daily going through. you didn't do it and how I did do it a you did it later I started, oh I started it, but I didn't finish. you didn't finish it and have you had anyone tell you they were gonna do something and they didn't do it I think so. yeah me too how'd that make you feel were you disappointed that they didn't do what they said they were gonna do yeah, I, I know those feelings. Sometimes we get angry. Sometimes we are frustrated. We don't understand why when someone tells us they're going to do something, they don't do it. We It helps us. We have trust issues out there. Now, the story I'm going to tell the grown-ups here in a little bit has to do with a person that Life didn't work out exactly how we planned. Does everything go for you exactly how you want it to go? Not every day is perfect, is it? But you know what you can count on and what you can trust is that God will always love you. His love never changes for you and that ultimately you are going to be with him. Okay, I'm going to read a verse for you here from John 11:25. 25. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? So Jesus is the way, the truth. And the life and we must trust him in all things that we do do you trust that he loves you absolutely and that if you believe in him you will be with him for eternity can I say a quick prayer for you guys before you go to hope for kids all right dear Heavenly Father We just ask that you be with each of these precious children. That whatever life brings them, that they are able to trust that your love never leaves them. That you will always be with them to eternity in your son's precious name. All right, you can go to Hope for Kids. They're so cute, that energy. All right, if you join me in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just open our hearts to you, our minds, as your word comes to us, that we may trust you in whatever circumstances we are dealt We ask that you be with Pastor Tom and Kathy as they travel back from Dallas. We ask that you be with those individuals that are hurting, that are struggling, that they're whatever life gives them. Please be with those churches that we support, the missionaries we support, and those individuals in the military, whether they're serving locally or are in harm's way. In your son's precious name we pray. When Tom asked if I'd like to preach, and I'm not really sure it was a ask, it was, hey, you are going to be given this opportunity to preach. I, I was fallen told. I knew exactly where I was going to be preaching from. Uh, John 11 is... My favorite um, story or account in the Bible, and my favorite verse in the Bible, John 11:25 and 26, is in there. Let's go ahead and read God's word. Now, a man named Lazarus was sick. He was from Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. This Mary, whose brother Lazarus now lay sick, was the same one who poured perfume on the Lord and wiped his feet with her hair. So the sisters sent word to Jesus, Lord, the one you love is sick. When he heard this, Jesus said, the sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's son may be glorified through it. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Yet when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. Then he said to the disciples, let us go back to Judea. But Rabbi, they said, a short while ago the Jews tried to stone you, and yet you were going back there. Jesus answered, are there not twelve hours of daylight? A man who walks by day will not stumble, for he sees by the world's light. It is when he walks by night they stumbles, for he has no light. After he'd said this, he went on to tell them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I am going there to wake him up. His di- disciples replied, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get better. Jesus had been speaking of his death, but his disciples thought he meant natural sleep. So then he told them plainly, Lazarus is dead and for your sake I am glad I was not there so that you may believe but let us go to him then Thomas said to the rest of the disciples let us go that we may die with him on his arrival Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live, even though he dies. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she told him. I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God, who was to come into the world. And after she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, she said, and he is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up and quickly went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house comforting her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out. They followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. When Jesus reached the place where, I'm sorry, when Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping, And the Jews who had come along with her also weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him, he asked. Come and see, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him? But some of them said, come. Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind, who kept this man from dying? We all know how the story ends. Jesus commands Lazarus out of the tomb. He raises him from the dead. We each need to trust in Christ. Jesus is the way, he is the truth and the life and we must trust in him and all things. Deb and I had received a phone call. It was from our pediatrician, and she had indicated that we needed to go to a specialist. Uh, we just had a uh, ultrasound done in month six, and she said that she would no longer be taking care of the delivery, that we need to see a specialist. We went and met the specialist and the specialist shared with us that there was a spot on the baby's brain. And he wanted to go ahead and walk us through all of the possibilities. That at this point in time, he could not guarantee that the baby would even be born. That if the baby was born, he could potentially be deaf, blind, mentally retarded. And the specialists want to walk us through our alternatives. One of the alternative the specialist was recommending was did we want to terminate the pregnancy? Here we were at month six and our whole life was turned upside down. We went through all of the emotions that many of you have gone through when life throws you a curveball, ball. We sat there and we asked why. Why is this happening to us? There was anger, there was hurt. There had to be a reason why this was happening to us. As you go through things, you even look internally and sit there and ask, what did we do wrong? What could we have done differently? I am sure these are the exact same emotions many of you have gone through when life throws you a curveball. We prayed about it. Deb had a dream. In her dream, She Was told everything was going to be fine. Do not worry, God has a plan. And you know, when she shared this dream with me, I'll be honest at first as like skeptical <coughs> was this really a dream? And she laid out the dream to me where even the person that was talking to her was dressed in white. We continued to pray. We put our faith and we made the decision to move forward. Whatever that decision meant, we were going to trust in God. We didn't know at that time if we were going to have a stillborn child if we were going to be the parents of a child with special needs. We just knew that we could trust in God. And it was actually amazing as we went through this that there was a certain level of comfort that came to us when we came to that realization. That it was like a heavy weight was taken off of us. All of us need to trust in Christ. And how we do that is one, we need to seek his will. We need to seek what he is wanting us to do. We need to stop trying to direct God's path. When we look at the story, and one of the reasons I love this story is we unpackage it, you are going to see of the different characters how they reacted to this tragedy we have the disciples we have Martha we have Mary we have the crowd everyone in this story tries to let Jesus know how they want it to happen Mary and Martha want Jesus to come right away to heal The disciples question him life doesn't always happen as we would like it to happen how we planned but we need to stop trying to direct God's path that is his job is it natural to question job excuse me is it natural to question God absolutely we all go through this when we have a tragedy that affects us. The disciples, they question, they know him better than anyone else. They have spent the past three years with him, yet when he says, hey, we're gonna go to Judea, they're like, wait, hold on, hold on. That's, isn't that where they tried to stone you? Uh, they're questioning what they want him to do. But that doesn't stop Jesus. He moves forward he goes through and he does what his plan is but it's okay to question God it's a natural reaction of going through a tragedy we need to walk in his light we need to look for his higher purpose in verse 4 He says, it is for the glory of God so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. His glory is the ultimate purpose for everything that happens in our life. Our purpose, the reason we were created is to glorify God, to love God, to adore God. That doesn't mean everything's going to go as we would like it to. He had a plan there. Jesus tells the disciples, Lazarus is going to die. There is a reason for it. Do not be afraid, okay? He's got your future covered. His purpose is somewhere out there in whatever circumstance you have in life. God is there for us to get us there. It's also natural as we look at the human emotions and we go through to go dark. I love Thomas in this. He sits there when they, he misinterprets Jesus, but he's like, eh, okay, whatever you say, Lord, if we need to go with uh, where Lazarus is, he's dead. Screw it. Let's just go. I'm okay. Let's die. He completely misinterpreted. But it's okay. It's okay to go dark. It is okay to question. These are normal human emotions that every one of us go through. And God is okay with that. We need to seek his will. We need to stop trying to direct God's path. And then we need to walk in his light. And we do this by returning to his heart. God's heart can be trusted. He comes to you in our darkest moments. I love the poem Footprints in the Sand. In it, the author talks about he's having a conversation with God and he notices as he looks as, as his life unfolds, there's these sets of tracks in the sands of his life. There's pair of footprints two pair walking along but yet there's times where there's only one pair and he turns to God and asks why did you abandon me why did you leave me in my darkest times and God turns to him and goes that's where I was carrying you I was there for you I picked you up I got you through this it is natural to challenge God as we go through emotions when we look at the curveballs that life gives us. And we're not all going to handle it the same. Martha, Mary, two sisters, very different in how they do things. One is very practical, Martha. Mary, on the other hand, was the one earlier. In an earlier story, account in the Bible, she's there listening at every word of Jesus' feet while her sister's taking care of, making sure everyone's okay, that they've got food at the dinner and everything's going okay. It's okay to be different. They both had different reactions. Martha sits there and runs out to meet Jesus. Mary stays in the house. Both are acceptable, but yet they both had the exact same statement to Jesus. They both say to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Different reactions, but yet the same feelings. He still came to them. He comes to us in our anger. Anger is a part of grief. It's okay to ask the question, why? It is a natural question. Both of them sit there and ask the question, why? If you had only been here, he would have been okay. We all ask the question. I know Deb and I did. We ask the question, why? Why is this happening? Jesus cares for us. We see this in, when we go into verses 33 and 37. Jesus is impacted by everything that goes on in our lives. He was deeply moved, he wept. Just as in the story. Of the footprints Jesus is with you every moment he cares that doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen and that the world is going to be turned upside down but he never leaves you we can trust in the fact that his love is always there for us yet we doubt And that is okay. Is it natural to be skeptical? Absolutely. When we go down to verse 37, we see the crowd. They're skeptical. All throughout Jesus' ministry, individuals are skeptical as they go through. But you know what? Jesus died for all of us. He died for the skeptical. He died on, he still goes to the cross for each one of us and he died for everyone. These emotions are normal when life gives you a curveball. that you need to have faith. We need to trust in Christ. We need to seek his will, return to his heart. God's heart can be trusted and then we need to look Beyond this life. We do this by one. Confessing who Jesus is. Martha. You're the Messiah. The son of God. The savior. She gets it. But she doesn't get it. She doesn't understand the full ramifications. Of what that truly means. And it's okay. To turn all. Of your dark questions over to Christ do you need to have everything biblically figured out no you just need to believe in him you need to believe that he is your Savior and that's what I love about this story as you unpackage it all the different characters in here they go through what you and I go through in life. Every one of us has had some type of tragedy thrown at us and we all sit there and respond differently, but yet we all go through the same basic principles as we look at things. Jesus does some of his best work the darkness this allows his light to shine through our faith there is nothing he can't handle we need to trust what Jesus has done again in verse 25 and 26 Jesus said to her I am the resurrection and the life whoever believes in me though he dies yet shall he live and everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die do you believe this it is that simple that is the cornerstone of our faith when we look at all the characters in the story and we think about everyone out there who actually got it right we've got the disciples we've got Mary we got Martha We've got the crowd. Every one of them went through the exact same reactions that each of us do. The only one that actually gets it right is Lazarus, the dead guy. He follows Jesus' command to come out of the tomb. Each of us needs to give him our skepticism, our challenges out there. He can handle it. He is the truth. He is the way, the the truth, and the life. Trusting is always better than non-trusting. It gives you the freedom to know that God has you eternally covered. That whatever happens in this life, regardless of whether it works out how we wanted it to work out, God has it covered for us. I guarantee you if you ask Martha and Mary halfway through the story, it's not working out how they wanted it to work out. They're like, hey, Jesus, Our brother the person you love he died why'd you let this happen yet in the end as a symbol to show he is raised just as each one of us will be raised and we will have eternal life I know in the story I shared at the beginning Deb and I trusted. We didn't know what life would bring us. We didn't know what was gonna happen with that baby, whether it would be stillborn and we would donate the organs for someone else, whether we would be the child or the parents of a child with special needs. The key was trusting and the results of that trust. Can you show the last slide? I'm not saying everything will work out as it did for us, but Chris being here is not the key. The key is the trust knowing that God loved us and God loved that baby and that eternally that baby and Deb and I were going to be okay. And that is the message I want to leave you with. Dear Heavenly Father, I just ask that whatever is before each of us whatever the world gives us the pain that is out there the curveballs, that we are able to trust you to know that you love us that you are there and that your promises are always kept that you are the way the truth and the life and that through you we will get to spend eternity with you regardless of what happens to us in this life in your son's precious name we pray amen
1: I'm Joe Novak, one of the elders here at Hope, and this is our time of prayer offertory and reflection. If you're in need of prayer or you know someone who is in need of prayer, then I invite you at this time to please head over to the back corner where um, Scott will be there to pray with you or for you. You can also, uh, as he mentioned earlier, fill out the uh, prayer request that's in your bulletin, place it in that bucket on the back there, um, or you can always go online at hopeisreal.org and click on the link at the top that says prayer and you can submit prayer requests that way. For offertory, um, we uh, do a lot of things and those that were here last week saw a small sampling of the things that we do within Hope itself, but that doesn't account for the various missions we support um, and uh, a lot of the things that happen on the outside through our diaconates, through our, um, our benevolence, and things like that. So if you are interested in supporting those works, um, you can also drop off your offertory in that same bucket in the back on the way out today. You can always um, follow the QR code that's in your bulletin, or you can go to hopeisreal.org, and at the top, click on the link that says Give. It's also on that website, that you'll see what our philosophy on spiritual giving or on giving is it's based on Romans 12 Matthew 6 and 2 Corinthians 9 but to paraphrase it's about giving of ourselves to God and it's not just money it's about sharing our talents our our gifts our abilities with those that are in need and so if you saw something at the ministry fair last week that interests you I encourage you to send a message to the hope office Um, It's also in your bulletin on the back there, the email address, and we'll connect you to something that you would enjoy doing. Let's talk a little bit about what Scott shared with us today. First, thank you, Scott, for sharing your story. Um, Very moving, very heartfelt, and so I appreciate that. It reminds us that God never fails to listen, and he answers prayer. Sometimes that timing uh, is a little bit different than what we expect. Um, And maybe that's because we have to take the long road sometimes to mature, to appreciate, maybe even to strengthen our trust in God. Imagine if you would those folks in Exodus, if they left Egypt by some sort of magical teleportation and went instantly to the promised land. I can see it now. Oh, it's too hilly here. It's too humid. Uh, It's too hot. I don't like this place. Can't make great pyramid blocks. Um, You know, who knows what they would have complained about. But taking that long road helped them appreciate when they reached that land of milk and honey. We all have examples like this. Scott shared his. I would like to share mine really quick. I joined the Army to treat soldiers, kids, as a pediatrician. The Army sent me on my first assignment to be a flight surgeon. I was told that soldiers are just big kids anyway, especially the pilots. (laughs) But I would pray constantly to God to have somebody in the bigger army change their mind, realize this is not where I'm supposed to be, reassign me somewhere where I'm supposed to treat kids. That didn't happen. Six months later, I'm in the middle of Iraq at the beginning of a war. And believe me, my prayers intensified a lot. Um, the thing is, I was disillusioned at that point And I, I thought for sure I was going to get out when my chore was done. But pretty much uh, over those two years, I learned a whole lot. Um, Soldiers apparently love having a pediatrician as their doc because apparently we have a lot of compassion that, say, family (laughs) practice or internal medicine docs don't. You can tell Mark that. Thank you. Um, But uh, my deployment allowed me to come here to Fort Sam, something that pretty much new pediatricians don't get the opportunity to do in the Army. Got to teach pediatrics, got to practice here. Um, God's provision has kept me here for 18 years without moving. And that's allowed us to find hope, church here. It's allowed us to find a new family here. And it's grown my faith, my connection with God, my sense of community with this church family. And none of that would have happened if I had been given the easy road 20 years ago. So as the music plays, consider the times that God answered your prayer in a way that you didn't expect but it was done in a way that fulfilled the needs of not just you, but others around you. Lord, we praise and thank you for hearing our prayers. And while we sometimes don't grasp why prayer is answered the way you do, We ask that you help us to remember that it is all done according to your will and for a greater purpose. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will
2: you please stand and join us um, in worship as we end our day together?
0: Here this morning as we look to the week ahead I can assure you your weeks probably not gonna go as you planned it there will be challenge out there for you but I want you to know that you have God's blessing the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in peace.
3: to Christ the Lord let every tongue his noblest tribute bring when he's the subject